Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go, girls. Um, I'm here on this Sex and Fan Study episode with a very good friend of mine. If you want to introduce yourself and where you are from. I'm Amy. I'm from Regina. From Virginia. City that rhymes with fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say the city that rhymes with fun? Yeah. I love the that. Vagina. <laughs> There's a girl. Oh, I got TikTok for the first time like two weeks ago and I've been exploring it. And she calls, um, you're not allowed to talk about sex on TikTok really. So people use like code words. Oh, your fun cave. That's what she calls it. Your fun cave. <laughs> and then penises are eggplants. So if you ever need to use code words, a fun cave is that area. So one thing that I guess people who don't know you would be curious about is how we know each other. And I'm trying to remember the first time we met. And I think I remember. I want to say it's the first year that Janelle came to camp because I hated her that year. What? Oh my God. She's going to be listening to this like, excuse me? Oh, she knows this. I didn't know that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I thought she was the most annoying thing in the world. But then... Audrey and Peyton, like my girls, they were obsessed with her because she was so fun at campfire and obsessed with you. I was like, oh, this is the worst. And then the following year, I was like, oh, I kind of love you. I kind of love all of you. (laughs) So for people who don't know, I was a church camp counselor with Amy and Janelle was my like partner, my partner, my life partner. (laughs) We got hired for the same job. I think I was like nine. How old was I that summer? Like 19 or 20. I was so young. Um, and Janelle oh and I got the same job where we worked these camps for like two and a half weeks straight. So it was like senior high, what, junior high, little kids, family camp. It was just a lot. It was a lot of children. Yeah. And I don't like children. So Amy and Amy and Janelle are like my, the loves of my life from that. Yeah. You keep the faith going on in you. <laughs> the faith. Hallelujah. Yeah. Like those cheesy tattoos that people get. Stay strong, keep safe. Oh, wait, that's on my arm. <laughs> One of the things that I wrote down, and I, I don't even know if it's, like, legal for us to talk about this, but I wrote down Popsicle Story, because I'll never forget that. <gasps> oh, my God! That's a huge story. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh. <laughs> um, I just think it's the funniest thing, and every time I see a Popsicle, I can't even look at it the same, and it's been, like, seven, how many years has it been? Like, seven years? Oh my gosh, if that, yeah. Okay, so tell us what happened with this popsicle. Okay, so uh, me and a guy that I was dating at the time, we used to get it on everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, kind of do some freaky stuff sometimes. And we were getting popsicles for everybody and just happened to experiment with a popsicle and put it up my cooter. <laughs> And then we were handing popsicles out to everybody, and there was, like, one left that was mine that was in my cooter, and one of the other guys was like, oh, I didn't get a popsicle, and I was like, oh, here, you can have mine, and gave it to him, and he ate it, and I never said anything, but, like, a handful of people knew, and they just, like, stared at me, and were like, Amy, oh, my God. And to be clear, this person, all all of us involved in this situation, we're, like, all adults. Like, we all joke together about this stuff. I think that if he found out, he would think it was hilarious. Like, Oh, yeah. Um, but I don't think anyone ever told him. And so sometimes when I look at him, I just think about that. And I'm like, I wonder if he knows that he ate your fun cave popsicle. <laughs> it tasted good, okay? <laughs> there was the other time, though, that we had... Ty had gotten me to steal a glass from Boston Pizza... And so I put it in my purse, and as we were driving home, I pulled it out of my purse to give it to him, but my vibrator had fallen into the cup, and so, like, I picked it out, and it's like, look what I got, and it's like, ting, 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 ting. I was like, oh, <laughs> I think I'll just keep I'm just gonna take that it. glass now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was another, I want to say that was probably, like, the same year, actually. Yeah, I feel like I remember seeing you put a Boston pizza glass into a bag, so I feel like that <laughs> Um, one of the big reasons that I was so excited to talk to you, number one, because I love you so much, and we never get to do this, and number two is that, you know, you you had your first kid when you were really young, and now you have two beautiful girls that I love so much, and it's just definitely a different, like, dating experience with kids, uh-huh. I would assume. Um, oh, yeah. So how, how old were you when you had had your first one? I was 19 
morning and a half to the day mm. when I had Audrey. And then um, 21 when I had Peyton. So both really young, married in between there. And mm-hmm. that, that didn't go so well. So yeah. <laughs> hence being in the dating world now. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> would you say that you kind of just felt like you had to get married because you had kids with this person? Or did you like genuinely want to marry him at the time? I want to say it's a bit of both. Okay. I know that um, within his family, him having extremely um, Roman Catholic, uh, well, I guess beliefs, but background as well within his family, um, it was expected that, that what is what the next step would be. But as well, at that time, it was like, of course I love this guy, right? Like, we have a baby together. Mm. That, again, being I'm 18 years old, what the hell do I know about love? <laughs> I think the month before the wedding, I panicked a lot, not knowing what was going on, what I was doing. And I had actually moved, not a lot of people know this, I had moved out of our house that we had together and moved into his parents' house because his dad refused to come to our wedding um, because we lived together before marriage. Mm-hmm. So I took the initiative and said, you know, if I do this, we'll you come to our wedding because it was important and he said yep so I lived with <laughs> technically lived apart from my my husband for three months prior to the wedding but that's so funny because you already had a kid together yep <laughs> so like the deed's already been done so why does it even matter at this point that's what my mentality was but you know bless his heart but he like dad is the most stubborn person in the world and just very strict with his Roman Catholic beliefs. You know, mm-hmm. the Sunday dinners are, you know, the men sit down at the table, the women serve the men, you know, and then we serve the children, and then we sit down and eat, and then, but as soon as the men are finished, it's we need to clean up and then get dessert and coffee ready, and, like, very, very traditional that way, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I would never. <laughs> Me either. Never. I anymore. I get made fun of all the time. Actually, recently, a, a guy was telling me that when he he made a joke where he, when he talks about me, he says that I can't cook, and I was like, "That's just because I haven't cooked for you doesn't mean I can't cook." So the other day, I was like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna make a commitment to myself to like cook homemade meals, but do it for myself." So now I'm like, "Yeah." Oh, so now I can I'm learning to cook better and like more meals that aren't minute rice and tofu, but. <laughs> At the same time, I I feel like when guys make fun of me for that, it comes from a place where they feel like they need someone to take care of them and cook for them, and that's just yeah. not, that's not going to be me, so, you know, <laughs> I need someone who can also cook and just, like, take turns, maybe, you know? Um, so, yeah. with your, with your girls, I guess, yeah, what has dating been like, having been, like, divorced and also raising two girls that are still, still pretty young at this point? I mean, my oldest is going to be a teenager next month. Like, she is going to be a teenager. Well, it hurts my heart. I know. Um, I was just showing my roommate. I, I was talking about you, how I got to interview you next. And I still have that little ceramic unicorn mug that uh, that Audrey made me. And so I was like, look at this. She's going to be 13. So dating in general, I've always been particular, we'll say. Mm. <laughs> um, or no, we'll say like private in my life. But more so with the girls, I keep everything extremely separate. You know, I don't necessarily talk about them. I make it aware that I have kids mm-hmm. because I feel like if I'm not honest about that up front, then I'm possibly, A, leading that person on, but wasting my time, which, you know, I'm getting old. I don't have a lot of time to waste anymore. <laughs> you are not old. <laughs> I'm getting old. But I'm private with that and... Maybe I'm a little over private in the fact that I don't even like to have people over to my house because that's my space with my kids. Mm-hmm. It took forever with my last ex. He knew them prior, but it took forever for him to actually become a part of their lives. And my ex previous to that, I want to say it was like eight months before he met them. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's me protecting them. I don't want people going in and out of their lives that aren't there to stay and that could potentially hurt them you know if something ever happened I would never forgive myself yeah um and like my last breakup it killed the girls um just because of how close 
he had grown with the girls mm-hmm. and you know I don't want that to happen to them either or question why mommy is bringing men in and out of their lives so right this is he who shall not be named yeah, yeah. he who shall not be named I I remember you sent me a text and you because you were you were trying to figure out like how to talk to your girls about it because he had just yeah. done some things that like you know if anyone did that to someone you wouldn't want them to stay with this person you know if but I remember mm-hmm. like one of them had I think it was Audrey who like had the cutest response and I can't remember exactly <laughs> what it was that she said she had said something like it's okay because we love you or like we can keep, we'll keep loving you and it's okay to be sad and I'll take care of things like mm-hmm. well it's gonna make me cry again <laughs> oh yeah we just first never but yeah she made me feel like it's okay to show my emotions Mm-hmm. to them and to be transparent in my feelings and you know unfortunate circumstance but it was kind of a pivotal m- moment in my relationship with them you know yeah it's being open and honest with them about the situation and how I was feeling it really I, I hope it teaches them to show emotion and that it's okay to have feelings yeah, yeah, and it teaches them not to put up with shit, you know? If somebody exactly. is treating you badly, then, yeah. you know, I think that set a good example. That was, like, don't keep them in your life. Like, no matter how much you love them, sometimes you, like, you just deserve better, you know? Yeah. Which I think sets a really, really good example for them. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I was honest with the situation and the fact that it happened repetitively. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not going to lie to them about that stuff. Um so I, I feel like in a sense, you know, I kind of said, like, sometimes you get in a situation, um, and whatever, I'll just say it, but, like, I was cheated on, and, you know, sometimes that happens, and you can work past it, mm-hmm. but when it becomes a pattern, there's, how do you trust that person, how do you, you know, yeah, yeah, definitely that life together. That's so. a good point that sometimes, you know, when that happens, people can move past it, because we're human, and people make their decisions for different reasons. But yeah, if it's something that keeps happening when you've talked about it like again and again and again, then that's where it becomes emotional abuse instead of just one mistake, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I am really proud. I know it's not it's not an easy thing to go through, especially since we had like so many of the same friends. But <laughs> I think that you've been doing a really good job of, of dealing with those emotions and working through them. Aw, thank and, you. Yeah. And I'm glad I'm glad I have you in my life. I know. <laughs> I like it's certainly something that I'm still working through. Yeah. Obviously, I am. It's been. <laughs> it makes me feel upsetting, but like it's been over a year now, and he has moved on, and you know I'm still rocking that single life. But I also know that I'm not a, in a position, or wasn't in a position to date people, mm-hmm. and. You know, I've kind of tampered here and there, but I find myself being like, no, like, I'm not really ready to invest my life in someone or they're just really creepy and it's a horrible date that (laughs) turns me away from wanting to try dating again. (laughs) Right. It's almost, that's the one thing that I hate when you're, when you're getting over someone who was the one that was in the wrong, how they always seem to move on first. And it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that they're happier. Like, that's not what that means, but it always bugs me when that happens because I'm like, wait, like, the person who got screwed over should be the one to, you know, find <laughs> someone else first. That's just not fair. But, you know, sometimes you, you find something. You longer. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes you just find something better, you know what I mean? And it doesn't always happen with, with someone else. But what have, yeah. what have some of your, your dates been like, like your pandemic dates recently? Oh, my gosh. There was actually one person that I, I wasn't sure if it was a date. I wasn't didn't really know what the date was, but he actually, again, back to um, camp, he was one of our, he brought in um, toys and stuff, activities for the kids to do, and, or like we contracted him or paid him for this, and he happened to be in Regina, but was on Tinder, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is really funny. And so, like, messaged him, and he's like, oh, my God, I totally know who you are. Yeah, and you're working. So we made plans to, like, go for dinner and catch up. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, you know, it was hot at camp, so, like, maybe you'll get it in a little bit. You know, scratch that itch. (laughs) (laughs) And 
picked me up, which is completely fine. And then we went for drinks, but she was like pounding the drinks. Like he had ordered two at a time. And then I would have mine in front of me and she would just take it and drink it. Like, uh, okay. And then we went to the next place and he did the same thing. And this place that I go, that we went to, I like frequent quite often. And we had got some snacks and my girlfriend brought them out and he was disgusted by it and like threw it down. He's like, haven't you this? This is awful. And I was so embarrassed. And he, again, with the drinks, I would have my drink, he would finish his, and then he would drink mine, and then we'd order more, and he, this kept happening. And I finally just, like, like I gotta go to the bathroom. And I just went out the back door and left. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I was like, I hope that you didn't pay when he was also drinking your drinks. Yeah, well, the downfall is that he actually walked out on the bill as well. Oh. And so I talked to... Julie about it and she ended up just comping the bill but still paid her um, or gave her a tip because I was like I feel so bad that this happened but she was like no that was like the worst date ever worked <laughs> and we were prepared to like come and save you did you um have you talked to him since like did you talk to him after or did you just delete him off of everything oh delete yeah like everything and yeah. then I was like, well, I hope that we don't have that working relationship anymore if you ever come up to camp. Um, yeah, no. Flag his name. <laughs> the kids are going to be like, why don't we have this anymore? I'm like, well, kids. <laughs> Amy met a guy on Tinder and it didn't go very well. Yeah, sometimes sometimes you cross the line and it, it does not. You can't go back. I have a really, oh, a really funny um, pre-pandemic one that... I keep forgetting to share with people. I'm trying to put this in a way that's, like, respectful, but you have, like, big, perfect boobs. Me? Yes. Oh, my God. Only if my arms are above my head. Oh, my God. No, I love... So, you have a... I always stare at your boobs when you wear, like, certain tops because they look incredible. And I have a big ass, and that's just something that people also know about me. And I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but, like, I have been... I went on two dates with this with this one, the same guy that were both so embarrassing. The first date that we went on for a dinner, um, the tables were like really, really low and like the server put two glasses on and I like turned in to sit down and my ass knocked over the glasses and like the water spilled everywhere. <laughs> you got wet before the date even started. Right. And he like, you didn't even think it was that funny. Like I was laughing so hard and I felt so bad. Like it's, it's kind of embarrassing, but also really funny. And he just kind of like, didn't really acknowledge it and didn't laugh. And I should have known then that he was not for me, but I still went on a few more dates with this person. But then with Did he this, pay? Hmm? Did he pay? Oh no. So here's the thing that I've noticed about, I don't know if this is a dating in Vancouver thing or like dating guys in their early mid twenties thing. But they're always like, mm, can we split the bill? And I'm like, I would rather just pay because it's less embarrassing. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I'm very much the person though that if I invited you out, I will pay. Exactly. But I also have the expectation that like, if we continue to go out, that it's just like, you know, we take turns here and there, right? That's exactly it. I'm the same way. Like, if I ask you out, I'll pay. If you ask me out, you pay. And then if we yeah. keep doing this, then we can just, like, go back and forth or start splitting things, you know? Actually, yep. one more story I was going to share with you about this guy who I knocked over a glass with, with my butt with. <laughs> we also... Have you ever heard of something called Dark Table, where, like, the servers are blind and you're eating in complete darkness? Wait, the servers are blind? Yeah. No. Okay, like, so... Ever, like, 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 where you eat in the dark, but the servers have almost, like... Oh, the night goggles. Yeah, so maybe maybe some of them do, but the place that that I went to, they hire people, um, who can't see. So then they're just better at like guiding you through the dark. Oh. It it actually made me feel more comfortable because they like they know how to guide themselves through by like feeling objects. Um, yeah. So I went to dark table with this guy, and on the way out, our server was so sweet. He would he would reach my like reach for my hand, be like, "Hey, grab my hand, stand up. We're gonna go around here." And I reach out my hand, and instead of grabbing his hand, I grab his dick through yes. his pants. And I wish this, this was like, I wish I was joking. Wait, what? 
<laughs> Were you like, is, it, is that your wrist? Yeah, he just went, whoa. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And he was like, actually, this happens a lot, to be honest. And I was like, I am so sorry. I like, yeah. So, I mean, it makes it exciting, but I could not see anything. And I, that was definitely not his hand. So. I would like stop. If I, I was one of those servers, I would definitely like not wear a shirt or like wear no pants. I'd be like, yeah. yeah like, they would, you would never know unless. They grab well, dick. that's true, but they, they do come outside to, like, take you in, so I feel like, I feel like that would make some people uncomfortable, maybe, but. This quiet room where all of a sudden you hear, like, zip. Oh my gosh. Amy, put your pants back What do you think? What do you think it's gonna be like when when they start dating? Because Aud- you said Audrey's turning thirteen soon, and I feel like she's slowly approaching that time. Like, have you worked yourself up to that, or are you just trying to like avoid thinking about that altogether? About her dating? Yeah. Well, she actually there was a boy in her class that they she told me recently that they started dating a while ago. And she ended up breaking up with him. And so she had been really moody for a couple of days and really emotional. And she finally, like, opened up to me. Um, but, you know, the breakup was, it was a lot on her mind, um, even though she was the one who broke up with him. And I asked her, I was like, well, why'd you break up with him? She goes, well, he just always wanted to hang out and always wanted to talk. And I have a busy life, mom. And, like, she's saying all these things that, like, I take or I understand because I'm the same person too. She's like, you know, I got school and I got dive and I have to focus on that. And so you know, it's just really hard to date somebody who wants to hang out or wants to talk to you all the time. I was like, mm-hmm. That is hilarious. Oh, yeah. So, that's, exact, but- that's exactly what you just said too about your own dating life. You were like, I need someone <laughs> who has their own shit going on because I'm independent and your daughter's doing the exact same thing. That's so freaking cute. It makes me so proud that mm. she's becoming this like independent person and learning the value that she has in relationships. Like she yeah. is the finest girl ever. I think she's a total Betty. Like <laughs> to my own horn, but I'm like, yep, yeah, good looking kids. Like I yeah. don't know what I would do if I had, as my mom says, well loved children that maybe don't look as nice. <laughs> Well, love so children. They're your kids. Oh, yeah. Are, yeah, they're beautiful. They're adorable. I love your kids so much. Well, they both idolize you, so that's one of my favorite things. That so makes me feel so cool. Yeah, I know. That's. I think that's so funny because I post like singing videos or writing stuff, and the fact that Audrey thinks I'm famous for doing that just makes me so happy because the people who the only people who like it are like my mom and my best friends so it's like thanks Audrey oh my gosh she's like probably your number one fan if you had a fan base she would be that person and the best part is that she will see the videos that you post and she's like oh my gosh mom did you see what Larissa posted today and I'm like no I haven't and then she'll show me she's like oh like she's so good She's so pretty. Now I have to get famous for her so I can, like, write her a song and it'll be everywhere. You can actually, you know what? She's obsessed with the show Friends. Mm -hmm. Like, has watched, I don't know how many seasons there are, but she's watched them all, like, 92 times, I swear. (laughs) She actually, so they removed Friends from Netflix. Yeah, they did. And she was watching, or went to go watch Friends one night, and I was already in bed, like, getting ready to go to sleep. And she busts into my room and she's like, Mom, Mom. And I was like, oh, my God, what's wrong? She's like, like tears streaming down her face. She's like, friend is gone from Netflix. And I'm like, so upset. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is. This is a real thing right now. Okay, I get it. I yeah, get it. <laughs> I mean, that's it's all that we have right now. So when they take away our TV, what do we have left? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I actually love, I love going outside. But yeah, sometimes at night when you just want a show because it's really comforting. And if they take away your source of comfort, then it's like, fuck, I would cry too if they took away my favorite show. I get obsessed with the show now and I watch it within like a couple of days. Like Bridgerton. 
Oh my god. Oh my god. Do you know what's so funny? So I I've been taking American Sign Language for a year, and I'm in like the fifth really? level. Yeah. Did I did I tell you did I not tell you this? No. So yeah, I started last January, so I'm on like level five, I think. Just the, like they they basically do it by chapters, so it's it sounds like I'm really far along, but it's I still don't know a lot. But my teacher, so it's virtual right now, but my teacher was, it's all signing in the class. Like, he usually types to send us stuff over Zoom, um, but yeah. nobody nobody's allowed to talk because it just makes it easier to learn. And he was talking about Bridgerton, and he just, like, his actions were so funny. He was basically just talking about how hot the main guy is and stuff, and I was like, I love you. This is my favorite teacher so far. <laughs> He was, like, fanning himself while talking about it. And, like, half oh the people God. knew what was going on. The other half had no idea. But I was laughing so hard. Did you mute yourself then? Do you find, like, that's the easiest way to take those classes? Yeah, everybody everybody mutes themselves just so people can't hear, like, what's going on around yeah. you. Yeah. Because I feel like I would completely be that person that starts talking, like, ha oops. And then two seconds later, they're talking again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people talk to themselves during it. So if we keep if we keep it all on mute, then people can't people can't hear. I can I can have like beginner conversation, but I I need people to go like a little bit slow just because pe- people who are like who that's their language and who do it every day are so fast. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> it's like the speed of lightning. Like I don't know how. People who sign regularly, like, their eyes must move so quickly. Well, do, have you been watching, like, the news lately or anything when they're, like, doing their, like, weekly COVID updates? Yeah, I, I actually do watch, I do watch the signer in that, or the interpreter, but it, it yeah. is, it is still really fast. Like, I can catch maybe, like, a few, a few words for every sentence, but I'm like, huh? So, I'm curious to know if they're, like, forearms are super jacked. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, your hands... Like, the, the first class that I took last January, my hand was sore, like, after every class, and now they're not. So I'm like, I wonder if my hands are, like, <laughs> you know, stronger. <laughs> She's got good hands. Maybe I'll text some of my some of my guys. Hold on. <laughs> what are my hands feeling? <laughs> oh, my gosh. She can go really fast. It's, like, a handy, like, pre-sign language and a handy after. Oh, my God. Oh my god, I should That's why I'm taking it, you know? So I should have been tracking this. <laughs> you have your own little side project within a project. Um, no, I just... One of the things that I wanted to ask you, because I know we both... So I did an episode with my mom, and you were saying that you, like, just recently started talking to your mom and, like, being more open about these things. Do you think that you're going to approach talking to them about sex differently than how you were raised, or... Do you have, like, an idea about how you're going to approach it, or are you just going to go with the flow? I think the easiest way will probably be go with the flow. Mm-hmm. I mean, my parents gave me a book. It was like, what's happening to me? And that was about puberty. And then there was another book that was, where do babies come from? Or how was I made? Right. I don't know. They're both by the same author, and then that one showed, like, the genitals. And then two people lying in bed with the covers, like up to their necks I'm like oh that's how it's done it's not done like that but (laughs) um I think the easiest way to approach it is to just go with the flow and Mm -hmm. be honest and you know I'm probably more embarrassed about things than they are but as well there's so much tv out there Mm -hmm. and shows and tiktoks and you know, I could just get them to listen to the WAP song and, you know, right. they would probably know a lot. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what, though? I, so here's the thing. The first time I had sex, I was 18. And the second time I was like 22 because I was so inexperienced the first time. And it was like such a shitty situation that I didn't want to do it with anyone else again for a while. But at that time, I didn't know that the woman had to be wet for it to feel good. Like, I had no idea. Like, nobody explained this to me or like how it happens and so now that I find that 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 WAP song like super powerful but I feel like kids are so much more they're gonna be so much more full of knowledge and I hope that doesn't happen to them that they're 18 and having sex for the first time and they don't know that they're supposed to things are supposed to be happening you know they're supposed to be moist thanks Cardi B (laughs) oh my god so yeah god you're 18 hey yeah, but that's... I was just having... I got pregnant at 18. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. I and I... I at a young age. 
I was 22 when I started, like, doing it more regularly, but, like, not even. That was just when I was more comfortable, like, being open about it. Yeah. And so I think that's a lot later than a lot of people that we know, that, like, we know or that I knew growing up is just, yeah, it was just a later, later time for me. <laughs> I honestly think, like, the friends that I had, it played into it. They were all having sex. They were doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, all right, that makes sense. Yeah. So... I did it too, and I don't wouldn't change anything. Obviously, it was all fun and games, mm-hmm. and I was safe about it all. But punch my kids in the head if they lose the virginity at the same age that I did. <laughs> no, right? You're too young. Yeah. What was it well, like? What was it like giving birth at such a young age? Like, how oh was your gosh. how was your labor experience? I've never I've never talked to you about this before. I've got a good vajay. Like, I'll we'll preach that to the end. That oh, a good fun cave? A fun <laughs> My fun cave is immaculate. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I've never had any complaints, so that has to be a good thing. But I, I don't remember it. Like, everything happens so fast, and mm-hmm. I don't necessarily remember the pain. You don't remember that at all. And I did have two natural births as, as well. I had some laughing gas to kind of... What? You don't remember the pain, but you did natural births. Oh, yeah. That's incredible. (laughs) Like, oh, my God, people who give birth are just incredible. Your vagina pushes, like, a watermelon out of it, and then... Yeah. It burns, though. Like, there's this little... And for anybody that's ever given birth, they know what I'm talking about. But there's this little squirt bottle that the hospital gives you, and you put warm water in it, and then you, like, just, like, squeeze it onto your vajay. It is the best feeling in the world like oh my god especially because you have to wear like a pad (laughs) for quite a while after you've given birth until Mm -hmm. like all the bleeding stops yeah and it just oh do you so you put it on like after you give birth for a while like if you feel that that burning sensation oh yeah well like you're burning constantly yeah like for a couple days after but like I would think giving birth in general at a young age it it happens so fast like for me I kind of shoot them out. That's the easiest way to put it. <laughs> um, oh, with sorry, with Audrey. Like, we went to the hospital at, like, 1130. And then they sent us home because my water hadn't broke. And my water broke. And then within an hour, Audrey was born. Wow. So, yeah. So I'm very much like, okay, I know my point. And same thing with Peyton. I got induced at, like, 1230. They popped my water, and then she was born at, like, two-something. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But same thing with my mom, though. Like, she has very fast labors as well, so... That's that's the dream, right? Because then after like yeah. I've I've heard of people being in labor for like twenty, thirty some hours, and it's like at that point you're like, okay, just get the fuck out of me, please. <laughs> yep, but there's so many weird things that happen during labor, anyways. Like the whole like you crap yourself. And, yeah. Uh, I know when I had Audrey, I peed on the doctor. So <laughs> Honestly, like, though, like I mean, I I think that they just expect that to happen every time. Like every time someone gives birth, they're like ready to clean up some shit. Oh yeah, because you're like pushing out everything from your body. Like it's gonna come out. Yeah, pooping out all the ice cubes. Face shield. (laughs) There we go. We figured out what the face shields are for, you guys. (laughs) One of my, uh, I was actually telling, I was really excited to talk to you, and I was telling someone that I work with about it, and she was like, "Please ask her how did your vagina recover from giving birth." But you said that you have a, a great one. So it might just be like, it just might be a magical vagina. Well, like, I know some, <clears throat> I have a girlfriend that she, she tore during birth mm-hmm. and had to get stitches. And now she says, like, it's just, the entryway is a little tighter. Oh. Um, so it kind of, it hurts that way. But, like, I don't know, she said it was quite painful to get adjusted to having sex again mm-hmm. um with it being tighter but i don't know a tight vagina is what people want is that still a thing i mean i, <laughs> I <laughs> like i feel like you know everybody is doing this like oh, what is it called vaginal rejuvenation right yeah but they put like a laser up in you and they just like it tightens it all 
Interesting. Which is nice, right? Yeah. I mean, I think, like, you just do what feels better for you, right? Like, if you, you know, but I, I would hate the idea that there are people doing that for someone else. Yeah. You know, like, but if it's something that you want to do and that you feel like is going to make sex better for you and like for you and your partner, then yeah, that's great. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I haven't really thought of, I haven't really thought about that. I haven't had any complaints, but I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Hmm? You do your Kegels? I mean, I'm doing them right now that we're talking about it, but not really. I, I try to do some every like now and then I think about it I'm like oh I'm gonna do that let's do 30 yeah or, actually like, I do I do that sometimes but I, do, I don't like it's not on my to-do list you know what I mean it's just something I do like some if I'm bored <laughs> it's not like the alarm goes off at three o'clock and it's like time to do my kegels and then you're sitting there focused on everything else one and... two three four wait I'm doing them right now how many are we doing everyone it's oh, kegel time let's go <laughs> Not even for tightness. It's supposed to be really good for your pelvic floor. So let's go. I've been curious to know this, like, and maybe this is a question you can answer for me. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is the appropriate time. Is it common that, like, females have, like, a predominant orgasm spot? Like, this person gets off only by their G-spot. This person gets off, like, by penetration. This person gets off by... Like clitoral stimulation. Is that a thing? <laughs> or is so, like, are you supposed to get off on all three? I, from what, everyone that I've talked to and from my own experience, everybody kind of has their own thing. Like, I know, yeah, like uh, some people prefer one way, some people prefer the other, and some can do both, but prefer it one way because it's easier, or like they've been able to do the other, you know, but they prefer one way. So it's so different for everybody, but it, it is like, you know, when when I'm reading research and I listen to a lot of like sexologist podcasts and I read a lot of their stuff and from their research, only like 80% of women can orgasm or sorry, only 20% can orgasm from penetration alone and then the other 80% needs something else. And so if you're someone that doesn't need that like external stimulation when you're having sex, then you're part of that like smaller percent. Um, but a lot, a lot, a lot of people with vulvas they uh they need a little bit a little bit of extra love you know on the outside so yeah it definitely definitely is a thing are you like are you just one of those people that can orgasm easily me yeah god no i'm like especially when you're you're having sex and you do it more than once it's like all right i came and then we're gonna have sex again it's like okay we're gonna sit this one out but then the next like it's almost like it has to like build back up but I remember it was like, what podcast was it that you had? You were talking about how when you're on top, you like to have the control and just do your thing because you can control like your, what's happening essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I remember listening to that and be like, me too. And I know that like, if I want to have like a good orgasm, I need to be on top. I need to have the control. Right. And you just need to like, just lie there and let me use your body, please. Yeah, I've never, I've never had one with a partner where they're doing the work. It's usually when, like, I'm guiding it. And, like, I usually check in to be, like, is this okay? Because, like, I, I will kind of take control. And so I'm, like, does this feel good for you? And they're, like, yep. I'm, like, okay, cool. <laughs> and now you can go from here. back over their face. <laughs> exactly. Now I, can, <laughs> now I can shove my fist in your mouth so you shut the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've never done that. But maybe I'll try <laughs> Okay, so then here's a question for you. Mm. Have you had sex with somebody who, like, has a bit of a belly? That is a really good question. I don't think that I have. I tend to I tend to gravitate towards a type that's, like, more of an athletic build. Okay. Like, model build or, like, lumberjack build? Uh, both. Ooh. Yeah, I think, okay, this is weird. I It's weird to think about this, but a lot, a lot of guys that I've dated or I've been with have a six pack which has been really nice but then I'm also like ooh, can we dim the lights a little bit for for me but yeah I don't think and yeah I just I don't think I've ever dated someone who yeah who has okay. a belly yeah put this put this on your like sex experiments okay just do it because I personally have found that the pressure that is added down there because of their little belly mm-hmm. makes things a lot better. And then there's, like, a little bit more friction, like, up against the clit, right? Interesting. I know. 
now you can tell what kind of guys I go after. <laughs> well, I, I like that you have that experience, though, because I've never really thought of that before, because I'm just... I don't necessarily think of myself as being attracted to a body type, but then when you when you asked that question, I was like, I feel like all the guys I've dated have had, like, a really similar body type, so that's interesting. That's cool to know. And then, see, like, I feel like I'm very much the opposite for what I'm attracted to. I like mm-hmm. a bit more meat on a man, Yeah. Yeah. I do like guys to be heavier. I mean, I had to talk about this before. Like, I do like guys to be heavier than me just because... Mm-hmm. I weigh a lot more than I look like a lot, a lot of times when people guess like it's way less and so I just need I just need people to be able to like pick me up or like handle the weight you know No, I'm, and if you're a guy I'm, that only weighs 140 pounds I'm gonna kill you so <laughs> that's not gonna work the thing is, you're tall and like you probably get this whenever people try to justify whatever it is that you weigh mm-hmm. but you're tall but as well like you said you have thick hips you have a thick ass yeah like that's gonna be where you carry a lot for me. It's like I got thick titties for days. It's got titties for days. <laughs> titties That's for gonna days. be the name of this this episode. <laughs> titties for days. <laughs> I know. However, you'll are, you'll be sad to know that I am on the waiting list to uh, for my reduction. Oh my god, that's actually really exciting though, because if it is something that you know, I had a friend that got that got one of those a couple years ago, and it definitely helps with like your back problems, and she yeah. just felt more like confident wearing new clothes which is yeah it made me really yeah. happy well it's huge they're huge <laughs> but it's huge huge because like if I go to buy a shirt I have to get it in like a large extra large because of my boobs mm-hmm. but really like I would probably wear a medium or you know there are certain tops that where it's or dresses that are a little more fitted in the chest and it like flattens your boobs and get, like from the front, it looks fine, but then if you look at me from the side, you're like, "Oh, there's a shelf there." Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I'm excited for it. I think it'll be great. And one of the biggest things, like, I started running again this week, and I haven't been because of the pain that's associated with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy to be running again, but the pain after, I've just been like, "Okay, this sucks," but we're gonna medicate and use all the creams possible. Yeah, so. honestly. The, the really exciting thing about that is you kind of get to pick what size that you want, and they're still going to look great in, you know. You don't, though. You don't? No. I thought no, that you did. No. If you were, like, okay, so in Saskatchewan, it's covered, right, right. under health care. So this is, like, a free procedure as long as I can, like, show that through losing weight and all that stuff that my boobs stay the same size mm-hmm. and that it's causing pain, which <clears throat> it has, and we've... Like, it was probably a couple of years in the making that I've been working on this. But, um, so it's covered under the healthcare system. Um, but when I went for my consultation, we were talking about it. And he, I asked him, I was like, so what size will I go to? And he's like, I, I don't really know. He's like, it's just kind of, I go until it looks right. And I was like, all right, that makes sense. He's like, they're not going to go, like, super small. And obviously, we're not just going to take a smidgen of titty off if, is causing you this much pain. Right, so. just a smidgen of titty. A smidge of titty, yeah. I have, like, three girlfriends, though, who have asked me if they can have my boobs. Like, if they can just transfer the fat into a jar. Yeah. I've <laughs> honestly, I've joked about that before with my friends who get breast reductions. And I'm like, no, but really, like, there is something with that. Like, obviously, you know, it is a weird concept to take someone else's fat and put it into your body, but, like... I if we it. could figure it out, <laughs> is that a thing? It, it there's like there's conversations about it, but they say that because of the germs, technically, yeah, um, that it could cause more damage than good. Right. So, so. you want to go to Mexico? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I just I just want to go to Mexico because we can't right now. Oh my gosh, I've been dying to travel. Like it's killing me and like I told you I was like in the fall I'm just gonna come to Vancouver and I'm gonna come to you I'm just gonna do my own thing and whatnot but I just Mm want to travel yeah I know I really want to do like a Toronto Montreal trip but I should just stop in Regina and like go to Winnipeg because I've never really like gotten to go to those places because when else am I gonna take like two weeks off to go across Canada you know like usually you would do that to go somewhere far away yeah but that's a Yeah, yeah, it's even, like... It's, like, the Vegas of Canada. Oh, stop it. I've never been there. Do you like strippers? 
I love strippers. But that's the thing, though, right now is that it's like I want to be able to do all these things, but I'm prepared for the worst. Oh, yeah. You know? Maybe next year. Maybe this time next year we'll be doing, like, a post-Montreal podcast. Hold ourselves accountable. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I almost feel like that's one of the things where it's, like, we don't talk about what happened there. Like, what happens in Montreal stays in Montreal. Yeah, I actually haven't heard a lot of people tell me stories about what's happened there, so that's a fair point. Right? I know lots of people that go there for the strippers. I think if I went, ever went to Vegas, though, that I'd become a stripper. I think secretly I'd, like, I have a huge story in my head as to why I can't go to Vegas, but half of it has to do with the fact that I would become a stripper. Yeah. And I'd get swimmy, and then I'd be like, oh my gosh, and I'd meet all the famous people, and then I'd give Mark Wahlberg a lap dance and then he'd fall in love with me and that's that's the story you've really planned this I think that you would make a great stripper because you're so much fun too like it's just the whole freaking package and in Vegas your personality in Vegas fuck nobody stands a chance (laughs) be a one stripper nightclub Maybe it'll be, like, Hustlers, where I'm, like, that main girl that everybody wants. Mm. Do you know, I just realized, I just remember that you have kids. And they would, they would <laughs> if you moved to Vegas, they would have to go with you. Well, unless I did it, technically, like, Audrey's 13, so she'll be gone in five years. Peyton will be gone in seven years. That is like, crazy seven to think years. about. But it's okay, because they're going away. They both decided that they are going to university on scholarship for diving, and that'll be in the States. So... I might as well move to Vegas anyway. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be Olympic swimmers, so. By the way, divers. 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 I'm divers. sorry. I caught myself. <laughs> I caught myself. It's okay. Olympic divers. There's actually no diving emoji, so I have to use, like, a swimming emoji. So it's okay. You're forgiven. No, I do find that, like, I want to go to Vegas, but I have to be particular as to who I go with. Mm-hmm. Because I know that I probably wouldn't come back. But yeah. if, I, if I give myself seven years to lose weight, to train as a dancer, get some pole dancing classes in, I'll be set. Yeah. Have you and taken pole dancing like, before? Oh, my God, yes. It's so much fun. I love it. And I love it because, like, then you see a pole or, like, a street lamp. Yeah, and you just want to dance on it. <laughs> You're like, you guys want to see this? Hey, guys, want to see a little trick I can do? And it's, like, a stop sign. Yeah. All of a sudden, everything becomes a pole. <laughs> um, humans as poles sounds more ideal than humans as humans, so. Yeah, I like it. How many, did you do a lot of classes, or did you just do, like, one lesson, or one session? So, I did one, like, a few years ago, and I was really good at it, and then I kept meaning to go back, and I was actually going to start, I was going to do, like, a 10-class thing um, last year, but then we all know how last year went, so. <laughs> No, tell me more. I did not get, I did not end up going back, but hopefully, yeah, like, I was surprisingly really good at it, and I felt muscles pulled in places that I didn't even know I had muscles, so it was a really cool feeling. So what you're saying is, when I decide to go to Vegas... I'm coming with you, yes. I'll let you know. <laughs> I will be there. Do you know what, actually... Apparently, when I was a kid, I used to joke that... Or I didn't joke. I used to say, when I grew up, I wanted to be a stripper, because I loved... I loved dancing on the stop sign in our neighborhood. Did you know what a stripper was? Though? I just wanted to dance on a pole. I didn't realize that like I needed to give people like lamp da- lamp lamp dances, <laughs> lap dances. So I said it at dinner once at my dad's place, and I think he like called my mom or something. I don't know if I am imagining this or not, but I'm pretty sure this happened. I was like, "So your daughter wants to be a stripper? Our daughter wants to be a stripper." Oh it turned out fine. Think of, like, all the slides down the pole that you could do with your butt. Like, if we learned how to, like, clench your butt hard enough, you could, like, no hands, no legs. I'm going to be honest. I have thought about this before. Like, when I need, I need $35,000 to pay off my student debt. And I was like, if I became really good at pole dancing, I could just dance for a few months and I could pay that off in no time. Have you ever thought about becoming a sugar baby? I mean, I've definitely thought about it. Malt, what, is, what is your like thought and mentality on being a sugar baby then here here's the thing is that I you just don't know who you're dealing with do you know what I mean like 
I've heard of some situations where, like, girls just, like, go for dinner with guys, and, like, they don't even, or these men, and they don't even have sex with them. They just keep them company, and they get lots of money. But knowing me and my luck, I would end up in some, like, really gross situation that I didn't want to be in. So it really just depends. Hmm. But I don't think I could... I don't know. It's it's basically like a it's like a transactional relationship and I just don't think that I'm like capable of trading sex or sexual favors for money. I feel like it needs to be like an emotional thing for me. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Do you relate like do you find that when in order to have sex that like, you have to have emotion with it? Or can you just have it and be like, Okay, that was fine? It it depends because I they, like there's definitely I mean I've talked about them on this podcast there's definitely been times where I've been like I just want to bang this person and never talk to them again yeah but there needs to be some sort of like physical attraction or like a little crush or something um, that was yeah but usually I feel more comfortable when I've like gotten to know the person a little bit mm-hmm. I just it's better that way but you know sometimes you just see someone really hot and you're like let's go. <laughs> What if you, if you treat, like, all those, like, one-night stands that you have, like, where you, you like you said, you just want to bang them and then never see them again. But if you treated, like, an audition every time and gave, like, your best performance ever, and you're like, that's okay if I don't get the part, because the part is actually the long-term relationship. Is the part the girlfriend? I, yeah. You know what, though? <laughs> that's actually kind of a fun way to look at it. It's like, I'm just going to go all in for this for this thing that we're doing and if it goes somewhere then great if it doesn't I know that I put in my best so on to the next one participation ribbon <laughs> a little gold a little gold star or a, or a blue star I don't... <laughs> oh my god well I felt like it was sex for myself that I can like it takes a lot for me to involve emotion mm-hmm and I've treated it very just like slough it off like okay it's sex with sex whatever yeah and that's completely fine but I know a lot of people have told me the complete opposite like they can't have sex unless there's emotion behind it so mm-hmm. yeah I'm kind of in between it really just depends on on the mood that I'm in yeah which is it's just so weird I yeah I never I never know who I'm waking up with in the morning with myself so <laughs> What are we going to get today? Am I going to cry myself to sleep or am I going to have a little dance party in the shower? Like, I don't fucking know. Who do you want to be?